The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. and personal with some of your favorite female porn stars on In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, In Bed showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, July 22nd, 2015. Listeners, please welcome our special guest, fan favorite porn starlet, Cindy Starfall. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you doing, Cindy? I'm doing great. That's good to hear. You're certainly a porn performer that has been taking over the industry. You've been doing fantastic work, so I'm really excited to have you on to talk about your career in the adult industry. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to tell you all about it. Fantastic. So, typically, at the beginning of the interview, we like to step into the boudoir and get some stats out the way. So, let's get some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? I am... 4'11", height, and I weighed 98 pounds. What are your measurements? My measurement is 30, 32B, 24, and 36. What's your ethnic background? My ethnicity background is Vietnamese, Chinese, and Thai. What's your zodiac sign? Zodiac sign is Sagittarius. And how old are you? I am 25 years old. So let's get to know the woman behind the performer. Where are you originally from, Cindy? I'm originally from Saigon, Vietnam. Very cool. Awesome. So can you share with the listeners what life was like growing up for you? Um, well, I grew up in a very strict traditional household. So my life growing up wasn't the same as other people's childhood because I grew up in Vietnam and it's totally different countries. And... My family was very strict, and we were very traditional. Sex wasn't anything a uh, topic to even talk about. So I was being very isolated. Um, I didn't have much friends. Um, basically, I grew up a, a little bit lonely. <laughs> and it's just me, my maid, and a uh, house. And my parents not around often. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I got to give props. Vietnamese food is so good. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I don't know how to cook much of it because it's really hard, but uh, it's I definitely one of my favorite foods. Yeah, it's so delicious. It's fantastic. So I, I can't imagine like getting a chance to eat it every day. So it's phenomenal. But what was life like, I guess, for you as you were growing up, as you were coming of age, as you were 18, 19, 20? Well, when I came to the U.S. when I was 15 years old, so while I was growing up, I went to 
my family sent me to an all-girls Catholic school. So it's, it was still shelter, but it was a nice shelter as it was in Vietnam. So I still have, I was able to go to um, private school, but unlike Vietnam, I was homeschooled. So I have more of a freedom, and that's how I raise my curiosity for girls in my school. Mm, okay. Very interesting. Was the language barrier difficult in the beginning? Oh, definitely. Um, I went to Oregon first, and Oregon was full of American people. There was no Asian people, which is which is fine for me. I'm glad I went there because I then I got you really forced me to learn English. But the language barrier was definitely difficult. I just not to everything, even though you could be asking me, you want to suck my dick, I'll be like, I would just be nodding, I, I, even though I would not understand you. Aww. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I did it, and um, I'm glad I don't need to use my dictionary anymore. <laughs> well, there you go, that's true. So, what exactly was going on in your life prior to joining the adult industry? Prior to joining the adult industry in my life, I had just recently graduated college and then I I had a corporate job, very boring, very conservative, and I decided to join Swingers Lifestyle and that's when the wild me coming out. And I realized I really like being watched by other people. I love I love being watched by a whole group and that's what turned me on. And that's just how I am. And I decided to enter the porn business. Not bad. I'm sure a lot of that had to do with uh, the conservative upbringing. Yeah, that, uh, it's a huge part. It's a huge part in why I turned out the way I am because I couldn't access to, you know, over here in U.S., sex is everywhere in the U.S. In Vietnam, it's definitely a taboo. If you even talk about sex, it's, it's a shame. So right now, I really love to promote, you know, I'm a proud slut, and uh, I, I won't mind that people finding out about it. And that's why we love Cindy Starfall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. So in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? In total, I have been in the adult industry. I got in, in really late 2012, so I would say around two years, two years and a half. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Very cool. So some of you would still consider me as new. You know, the porn industry has a different standards. And <laughs> and some would say, oh, so I, I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it even after two years in. And I love it. It's, I, I joke about it all the time. That it's my longest job I ever held. Oh. It's kind of because, yeah, because it's not. It's, everything's changing. And, you know, it's not the same as a nine-to-five job. And that's what I love about it. Absolutely, that's very true. So, uh, okay, so you discussed that uh, right before you entered the business, you were swinging and you were having a lot of fun uh, being a part of the swinger community. So exactly how did you make that transition into the business? Like, how did you get your big break in the adult industry? I got my big break because I got a connection with Hustler and Hustler decided me to uh, feature me as their Hustler Honey in their magazine. And I was very honored to have my own spread um, because Hustler don't feature Asian girls often. And uh, 
other than that, it's and then my agency found me, and it just doing my giving my best in every single scenes, and people talks, and that's just how I break into the business. Very cool. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's talk about the first time that you were on an actual porn set, the first time that you were doing a hardcore scene. What was that experience like for you? What was going on in your mind, Cindy? Were you nervous, scared, excited, a mixture of everything? My first experience was for um, Reality King. It's a happy ending massage scene, which is funny because I'm Asian. And, but it's okay. Porn is very uh, stereotypical. Um, and I don't think I was nervous. I was more excited because I love having sex with strangers. And the different guy just turned me on, you know, not knowing anything about him. And just have sex with him. That's what turned me on. And the director was really good. He, he knew it was my first scenes. And he just very, you know, teaching me how to work the cameras and everything else. And I'm very glad to be able to work with such a big company in, in when I just started instead of doing some amateurs porn. I was able to work with big companies like Reality King, Bang Bros, Evil Angels. And that really uh, got me up there. And I'm very honored for them. But... I think I was more nervous because of the language barriers. It would be more like the dialogue if I messed up a certain English word or something. <laughs> but I don't know, I was very excited. Let's talk about your poor name, because I think you have a beautiful poor name. I think you picked the right poor name. How did you come up with the name Cindy Starfall? Thank you. Some people love it, some people hate it. You know what, that's my name, and I'm very proud of it. You should um, be. I think it, it suits you. It suits your personality. Yeah, thank you. Is um, well, when you think of an Asian in porn, there's obviously you think of some girl's name, something Lee or Nguyen or Tran or something along that line, you know. So I feel like I'm. I want it to be something original, unique about it. I don't want to be another Lee, another Nguyen. And so I decided, hey, you know, let's just gotta go out of my way. I always loved Cindy Crawford, so I took Cindy. And Starfall is, one, is the first street I grew up with in Oregon. So why not Starfall? And just Starfall also means like the star falling from the sky and it's very shiny. You make a wish on it. So wish upon me and I can make your dream come true. I, I know it sounds really corny. <laughs> But that's just the name of it, and I and I feel like it's unique and uh, it's fun, like me. I like it. You made a good choice. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, what's your most favorite thing to do? Oral, vag, or anal? And I really love giving oral. I give. I love giving that really messy deep throw throwing spits all over the place having him spit on my face it's you know i'm i'm all about pleasing the guy so when i looking up i'm all i'm on my knee looking up to him and he's just having this orgasm face and i love it when it's just putting his cock deep deep down my throat every inch is down he's getting even more an intense orgasm play with his ball that's I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being out 
around cocks sucking on it, and uh, that's one of my one of my favorite things. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does it differ from your favorite position off camera? On the scenes, I really love uh, doggy style when you pull my hair, you know, face down, ass up, and you just really fucking me as an animal. And off camera. I would say similar, but I would also like the intimate moment of him kissing me on my neck while answering me as well. So I would say a little bit more romantic off camera. <laughs> and of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shot. In a scene, where do you prefer the pop to land? Well, the popular choice for every point company is definitely a facial saw shot. But personally, I love uh, a cream pie. I, pers I really love it within my vaginas. It's just something wrong about it, and I love it. But, you know, a lot of people don't make it, but I also love it in facial things, too. Describe your fuck style. For someone out there that's tuning in, and let's pretend they've never seen a Cindy Starfall scene. Shame on you for not having seen one, because they're fantastic. Describe your style of fucking for them. A lot of energy. I am very, not very loud, but I'm very vocal. I, I love dirty talking to you. I love teasing. And I love to just giving my awe in the scenes and just be your little fuck dog, whatever your fetish is. If you enjoy more fandom, I could be your bitch. Overall, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Overall, some of my favorite performers to work with has to be um, Prince Yashu, James Dean, um, Rob Piper, Asai Kira, and uh, that's all I have so far. Not bad. Good choices right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, and McBlue. I love McBlue. Annika Aubrey. Very nice. Are there any performers out there that you have not worked with yet that you're looking forward to working with in the future? I'm looking forward to work with uh, Johnny Sins, Johnny Castle, but also with uh, Kendra Luz and Adriana Chechet. Nice. Those are going to be some hot scenes right there when you do yes. that. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I've been wanting them. So. <laughs> Very nice. Since you're still, as you said, somewhat new to the business not brand new but somewhat new to the business are there any performers or people behind the scenes that you look up to in the adult industry i definitely look up to director who's very creative trying to find you know a point if you make it so many times you can either get jaded or you could get it's the same thing all the time but these directors really bring out a creativity. They're making the original. They're always trying to push talent. So I really look up to Johnny Darko, which is my director for my showcase movie, Starfall. And uh, Glenn King, who is uh, a director, and he brought out a side, my fandom side, the bitchiness, sassy side of me. <laughs> and George Jordan, they all reinvented the porn movie they make beautiful they take beautiful pictures and they make such a creative movie they're just throwing things that you would think 
could never happen in porn, and they just pushed me to the limit. Do you watch your own scenes or your films? Are you the type of uh, performer that likes to see themselves? Or are you the type of person that tries to avoid seeing uh, their own productions? Well, I don't usually watch my own scenes, like unless I'm doing it for promotion or something like that. But for pleasure, I don't watch my own scenes because I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen or... <laughs> And what's next, I like the mystery of watching somebody else's scenes because then I don't know what's going to happen. Um, plus, you know, if we all watch our own scene, we could be a little critical about what what we do. I could be, instead of pleasuring myself, I could be thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I should have put my hands somewhere else. You know, a lot of things that you could do. So if I want to criticize my scenes, I will watch my own scenes. But for pleasure, I prefer to watch someone else. That's understandable. Now, you mentioned your showcase title. Let's talk about Starfall. For those out there that haven't had the chance to see it, Starfall was uh, directed, as you mentioned, by Johnny Darko. And uh, it was, I mean, I think it was a phenomenal production, so I have to congratulate you on that. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about what went into uh, creating Starfall? Did you get the chance to pick and choose some of the performers you worked with? What went into the creation of Starfall? The creation of Starfall was very creative. We, me and Johnny Darko sit down and we talk about what we want in the scenes. I have never done a girl bang before and I I was very excited to give him my first blow bang in this um, in this movie and also my first ATM. If, um, if you don't know what ATM is, it's not the machine and the money making machine. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a ass mouth. <laughs> so he will be fucking uh, Marika Anos, and I would suck his cock right after. So that's what it's called, ass mouth. And I was very excited to pick my co-star, which is my Marika. She's a very beautiful Asian girl, and uh, I love to showcase Asian girls more in this business. And for the guys, I it's so funny, Johnny, I was like, I know you like big dick, but so here, I'm going to give you big dick. So all the guys in my movies are huge. White, black, they huge. And the blow bang, gang bang was awesome. It was my first time that I did some eight guys, eight guys gang bang. Yeah, I can attest to it. It was a phenomenal production as a whole. Each scene was fantastic, so definitely major props. Thank you. Yeah, it was crazy, intense, messy, you know, um, and I'm really thankful for Johnny to pick me to be one of his showcase movies. Another production that I want to discuss that certainly got a lot of press is uh, Hustler's porn parody, This Ain't the Interview, Triple X, which uh, came out after, you know, all that big controversy with the mainstream movie, The Interview, because of, uh, you know, it was a parody and, mm -hmm. of, of something that... Uh, that was taken very seriously <laughs> at some point. So can you yeah. can you share with the listeners what that was like to be in a parody of that movie? Yeah, during that time, the whole controversy of, you know, North Korea and U.S. And my agent just happened to say, hey, you know, they want to shoot you as one of the girls in for the interview. Are you offended? Like, is it? Are you okay with shooting it? And I say, you know what? I'm okay with it. I don't get offended easily. Um, so they give me a character suit. And uh, I don't know if you watched the real movie, Suit. Um, 
is an assistant to Kim Jong-un, and she is uh, protecting her country, but then she ended up helping the enemy. So, which is a parody movie, it's kind of the same, but instead of helping the enemy, I stuck the enemy in cock. Because <laughs> it's a parody, and um, it was very funny, and I really have fun shooting that movie for them. Very cool, awesome. That's good to hear. Let's talk a little bit about some of the appearances that you've done. You typically are at the porn conventions. Are you having fun getting the chance to attend these various conventions and interacting with your fans in person? Yeah, I love going to all these uh, fans conventions like ABN or Exotica. And I love it because, you know, I get to meet my fans. I get to see them face-to-face in person and they can tell me how short I am and tell me how small I am. Um, But it's great because you make their lives so much better. You make them such a happier time. And I love that. Even with my feature dancing as well, I get to travel around and tease them being doing my stage show, giving out lap dance. It's one of my favorite things about the industry that I'm in. Very cool. Can you share with the listeners uh, which conventions they'll be able to see you next and where they'll be able to see you feature dancing? Yeah, for my next feature dancing show, I will be in Texas um, in July. August, I will be in San Francisco. And um, September, I will be in New Jersey. And November, I will have Exotica in Edison, New Jersey. So really close to my all my New York fans. Very awesome. Sounds good. And something that uh, I think is really interesting that you've been doing is you've been creating a lot of products that uh, feature yourself. You have uh, the t-shirt design. There's also a heat-activated mug that... Uh, that you've released. Can you share with the listeners a bit about these uh, official Cindy Starfall products? Yeah, of course. Um, These products you cannot get anywhere else besides on my online store at cindystarfall.net. I want to create the shirt. These shirts are created by me. Um, I pick out the fabric. I pick out of, uh, I do the designing. And uh, I want to make the shirt to be artistic looking. You know, it's not just your... It's not just your typical porno shirt that slam a hot chick on your shirt. I want to make it artistic that you can wear it outside of porno conventions. I want I want you to get the best use out of your buck. So it's not too pointy enough that you know is not out there that people will get offended. But you can wear it. It's so comfortable. You can wear the bed or you could even go out. Um... I have fans that go to school, go to work, go out as to, to hang out with their buddies. And that's what I love about it. Um, and my heat-activated mug, which is the newest product, have been added to Starfall collection. It's, um, again, I very I respect your privacy all because we want more discreet way. Even though, you know, we're a pervert, but we don't want to show it. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the mug... Yeah, the mug is definitely great because when you look at the mug, it's a typ- it's your typical black or blue mug. Nothing on it ever. If you see it in a closet, you don't even have any doubt about it. But you only see it when you pour hot water, which is either coffee or tea, anything hot over it. And then an image will 
glow of is the black disappear and you would see my the image that I've arranged for you and I autograph all those mugs so it would show up my personal message to you and is it hot but when it gets cold it would turn back to black. That's very nice. Very nice, yeah, Cindy. It's, it's very unique, and uh, I don't see anyone doing it in the porn industry right now. And I love it. It has been great. Got great reviews from a lot of magazines, and it, all my fans love it. So you can also get that on cindystarco.net as well. Awesome. And also in your store, they can get signed copies of your movies as well, correct? Yes, my store. Think of it like... Uh, one-stop shopping um, store. You can get anything of Starfall, photographs, um, movies, webcam shows, even worn panties. Anything that you can think of could be available on my net because I manage it and I do it all myself. So you would be dealing with just me. There would be no middleman, no stranger guy would know your information. I mean, and I would just ship to you personally. I autograph every single product that you buy. Fantastic. And another way that the fans can interact with you is through Snap Girls, correct? Yes, uh, that will be my VIP group because um, similar to Twitter online, you know, my fans refer it a discreet way. So these are more of private social networking because I was I will be able to post things that I'm not able to post on Instagram or Vine, which is include nudity. I will post my video, daily video of me touching myself or just anything random, really. And but it would just be more X-rated than the normal social media. Awesome. Very cool. So, Cindy, let's head under the covers and let's talk about what really goes on on set and uh, in this set of questions I want to ask or I should say I want to start off uh, by asking uh, who has possessed the biggest dick that you've had to take on in a scene so far wow okay I'm very also big dick really helped with my fame by fucking them so I love them Uh, it's I will have to say Mandingo Cock has to be the biggest one I got. Okay, that's what I and thought. Yes, Mandingo one, he was my first interracial for Jules Shortens. And I remember my agent saying, can you take Big Dick? And at that point, you know, I I took Dick, but I, I don't know, like, the limit of what I could do. So and I said, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, let's just do it. And I'm very down. I said, let's just do it. What else can happen? I didn't stretch myself out or anything. It, it's that's just when I developed my love for Big Cock because then it felt so good how he stretched me out and his thickness. His we measure, we jokingly measure behind the scenes. You know, his thick is the size of my arms. <laughs> yeah, that was a phenomenal scene. I, you know, I don't know how you were able to walk after that scene. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody asks. That's, everybody is so amazed by it, how I even walk, because he is, is I don't know, five, triple my size, and I'm just a poor 11 little girl. And it, it, was, it was amazing, and he was a perfect performer. We we good friends, and it, I, I'm, I'm happy my first interracial was with him, but yes, he has to be the biggest cock I got. What's the most that you've came when you're on set? What's the most amount of times? 
I will be like four or five times in, for my solo scenes with a uh, fucking machines for King. I will be squirting everywhere. And uh, that was my first time with fucking machines too, and it was amazing. <laughs> What was that like? Because that was something that I was going to talk to you about. You haven't done a lot of work with kink.com, but I think that fucking machine scene is certainly a classic. What's it like getting fucked by a robot? Amazing. It's just so... It's, you can't tell, you know, it doesn't get tired. It doesn't stop. It's just going, going, and going. And you just... We started off with uh, really slow... But then I go really into it and I just touch her. I say, yeah, like crank it up, crank it up, you know? And they ask me, do you want a remote? And I say, actually, I don't really like the remote. Because some, somehow I just like to be done to me, like not me controlling it. I don't know. Does it make sense? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I just, so I just like, no, 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 you keep the remote control. How about you just control the speed? And if you want, you know, just... You can go faster than me, and that's what I love. I don't know what's going to happen, the mystery of it. I don't know if she's going to crank it up. And at the end, from the beginning to the, the end, I think we got the fucking machine to very full speed. And that's when I just I just start squirting everywhere. And uh, they love it. And I really enjoy that scene. Very nice. What's the most awkward thing, or what's the weirdest thing about having sex on camera? The weirdest thing, I wouldn't say it's weird because I really love the camera. It's really turned me on when, I mean, the camera is definitely everywhere you go. It's even on behind the scenes or when I'm having lunch after scenes. But on the sex camera, I love it. I enjoy it. I ask for it. It's, it's just that my fans watching me. That's what turned me on. I like that. That's a good answer. Length versus girth. Uh, what's more important to you? What's more impressive uh, in a scene partner? Length or the girth? Girth. I, I, I would take girth. I love the thickness. I want to feel my pussy stretch out. And, uh, oh, and also for some of you, you know, misconception thinking that taking big dick just kind of losing up your pussy or your girlfriend's pussy, it doesn't happen that way. Your vagina goes so bad. In fact, my pussy gets even stronger now, and the muscles in it get even stronger as, as I take big cocks. So just to clear that out, out there, because I have a lot of questions asking, you know, does it go back? And yeah, of course it goes back. Um, but I definitely pick Gord overnight. You mentioned Mandingo was the biggest. Would that be length and girth, or was there someone that had more girth than Mandingo? I would say Mandingo was more girth, Mandingo, and I had Jack Napier with both girth, but Lexington still was the longest. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Cindy Starfall loves the big ones. Yeah, I know. It's my obsession. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But hey, you know, don't feel bad if you don't have like a 12 inches cock, which is fine, which is fine. I'm not expecting you to have 12 inches cock because then I can't take you every day. <laughs> um, then it'll be so sore, you know. Um, so don't don't feel um, insecure about it because I, I have sex with many men who is not 12 inches cock and they still work this great because it, it really depends on how you use it. Exactly. That's very true. Look at Cindy Starfall.
being very diplomatic about the penis size. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to feel because like I feel like you know people get get so insecure when they watch my porn. It comes with dating, and they start watching my porn, and they say, "Oh my god, I'm not that big!" Like, don't get so insecure about it, guys. You know, when you learn how to work it, because I have sex with guys who is big, but when they just lay there and not do anything, it's not good. So that's when I was like, "Yeah, big isn't everything." That's very understandable. So right now what I want to do is I want to switch up the tone just a little bit of the interview and talk about some of the serious issues in the industry. And the first thing that I want to touch on is something that you sort of slightly mentioned in an earlier answer. And I want to discuss uh, you being an Asian woman in the adult industry and the use of stereotypes in some of the productions. What's your take on uh, the usage of Asian stereotypes in the titles? and in the scenarios of uh, scenes in the adult industry? You know, I recently did the similar interview for Dairy Beast about racial falling in the porn business. It's always going to be there. Um, as Asians, definitely, they, I always want to do a lot of massage scenes, school guards, and because that's what Americans crave for, and that's what sells. I love it, you know, I don't mind doing it, but I wish that I would have more opportunity to do more feature movie that doesn't just involve or Asian related. I want to do more characters out there that can show up my skill instead of being just an Asian girl. Um, I consider myself as an adult performer and because of my accents and I, I have got many uh, comments from director that I might sound too Asian or I do I need to take some speech lessons to get more sound more white um, you know I thought about it in the beginning I was nervous or insecure about my accents but now I don't care about it anymore because that's who I am that's what you think about me that's what my parents love about me I'm not trying to pretend to be another white girl I don't want to sound like another white girl and uh, so that's just that's just who I am. So now I really own my accent. Which I think you should. And I think a lot of people, when they think of uh, racial issues in the industry, it's always with uh, performers of color, and typically it's black performers. But if you think about it, Asian performers are really pigeonholed and are stuck in, uh, you know, the as you mentioned, like the massage sort of role or the schoolgirl role or and that kind of thing. And it's it's really tough to see. Uh, productions out there that sort of veer away from the stereotypes. I think if you think about it, like Asa Akira is someone that, that has kind of stepped away from that. She's been able to get into features and things like that. So I, I wish that there were more opportunities for Asian performers, female and uh, and male. I mean, there, are, there aren't as many male as, as women, but it'd be nice if uh, more Asian men were in the industry as well. Yeah, definitely. I always thought about it, but there's none entering, you know. It could be because of our cultures and how strict it is. And, and yeah, Asa is definitely one of my idols to follow. And I, I really love what she does and how she steps out of it. And that's why I love, you know, to get more roles, to really show up my skills. And not just being a typical Asian girl. And you write about... Uh, 
the whole racial wing is more toward black people. I mean, it doesn't happen to me, but I have seen that um, this produ- producer that have asked if, you know, how much would I charge for a black guy versus a white guy, which I charge the same because I see them as human being, not because, oh, because you're black, I have to charge you more. So that's just how, not how I am. I like that. I like the sound of that. I'm trying to think. I think the only Asian performer recently, male, was Kenny Styles. Did you ever do a scene yeah. with Kenny? No, you know, I met him one time, but I never got a chance to do a scene with him before. And uh, and then now I heard he quick, so now we really don't have any Asian males. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Th- yeah, he hasn't done any work in in a while, so which is unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, it's really hard for also for an Asian to get recognized in the business. I'm honored to have been nominated by ABN for Best New Started, but um, it's it's very hard for us to be recognized because a lot of people, Americans, think of porn star. When you think of porn star, you think of a, a pretty blonde, blue eye, big boobs. You know, you don't think of an Asian girl in porn. Which hopefully the rise of Cindy Starfall will change those ideas. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Now, another issue that has been all over, not just the adult industry press, but the mainstream press, is the issue of condoms in the industry. So, let's talk about condoms. What's your opinion on whether condoms should or should not be used in adult productions? I understand that with condoms, you know, everyone has a choice. Everyone has their options, but I know that a lot of my fans won't like to watch porn with condoms, but you have seen Wicked that has been a successful company using condoms. I definitely don't like the whole condom, I understand, but the whole dental and the mask when you do go-go, that's kind of ridiculous. Like the it's ridiculous to do that and for condom i don't mind using condom and i think that companies should give an options because king when you shoot for king they would give an option if you want condom or not condom and i completely agree i think it's all up to the performer so very good so as, yeah just you know not not doing a whole policy regulating the whole industry i would say give an option to the performer and some of us would prefer a condom, and some of us would have the urge to condom, but either way, it's their choice to pick it. Absolutely. Another great answer by Cindy Starfall. Now let's move away from the serious questions, and let's have some pillow talk, and let's talk candidly about sex and sexuality. So, I know. So you have done scenes with women. You mentioned earlier in the interview that you sort of were exploring your curiosity with women once you moved to the United States. Do you consider yourself to be bisexual? I would definitely consider myself to be bisexual, but not bisexual. Bipolar for bisexual. <laughs> yes, which is important to distinguish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just you know, I just think women's curves are so beautiful. I'm a big butt kind of girl. I, I love uh looking at a girl's butt when she walks by, when she's hot, or even when she has a really nice attitude. That's really turned me on too. I love when a woman's so playful 
but sweet. And kissing her, it's just so soft. But I definitely would love a guide as well. I mean, I wouldn't choose a woman over a man, but I definitely could have, if I do have a boyfriend, then I would definitely bring some girls over to the house. The best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of women, I th well, I think you might have answered this. In your opinion, what part of the female body is the sexiest and why? I would say her curse, her butt. I love to grab with those butts. And I'm not talking about like the really solid, like, solid, like, fat butt. I love when she has a really toned body, athletic, and just, you know, that feeling the muscles and the toneness, but not too much as a bodybuilder. Just nice enough that you see her ass just perfectly popping. What about on the flip side? What about in men? In your opinion, what part of the male body is the sexiest and why? Um, wow. The part of the male body that I find sexy is when you're wearing pants, when you're wearing sweatpants and I feel that, and I see that bulk, something underneath your pants, like your balls peeking out or something like that. I know I can't exactly see your cock, but I'm imagining your cock is there. That's what turned me on. It sounds really creepy because I will be greeting people and instantly stare down their pants and looking at their cock where it is. So, like, sometimes people get... Some people get offended, like, uh, where are you looking at? But sometimes I will be talking to you, but instead of looking into your eyes, I'm looking at your comments. Cindy Starfall. <laughs> Watch out, everybody, if, you, if you're if you in the vicinity of no, Cindy Starfall, me. she'll be checking out your bulge. Yeah, if, if you're walking by me, for sure you would know that I'm, I'm looking at both your, your cog and what's underneath those black that you're wearing, underneath that jean or that sweatpants you're wearing. That's too funny. And on, on the complete opposite of what I've been asking, in your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Um, I love my smile and my ass. I have worked hard a lot for my ass because a lot of Asian girls are known to have a flat body. And that's what uh, got my me noticed in the porn business too because they said that I'm an Asian girl with a Latin booty. Damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's not big. It's not big. But I, I worked really hard for it. I did a lot of squats. So it, it is real for some people out there that think that it's fake. It is real. <laughs> it just uh, it just takes a lot of what and a lot of workout to get it uh, pop in that way. And I love my smile. I, I I'm people always say that I'm always smiling whenever they see me. That's just how I am. I'm very happy and I like to be around people and I'm fun and you know I have a sad face on set. <laughs> How old were you when you saw a porn film for the very first time? I was I was 18 years old. I know it was really late, but I grew up in a very traditional household, and, and a lot of stuff was were brought uh, from my family. So not until I moved out for college, and I was able to have my own freedom. <laughs> And you were probably like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I saw my porn and then I got my sex toy, my first sex toy in those same years. And it was, it was crazy because I, 
I always use the, you know, the shower head, the removable shower head as my sex toy, but I, without knowing what exactly what it does, like, I didn't know orgasm. I was very innocent. Aww. If you met me when I was 15 or 16, I was very innocent. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> because, I mean, my family kept me really sheltered, so sex isn't, like, anything, and there's no sex ed in a Catholic school. All the teachers, you know, religions and way for marriage and stuff like that. <laughs> so I feel like when I watched my first porn set, it, would, it felt very liberated. And even when I got into porn, I felt like I could be myself and being around people who is as sexual as I am without being judgmental. I like that. That's awesome. That's good to hear. It's nice mm-hmm. to hear someone finally, you know, become accepted. So that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't do my lose my virginity at like thirteen or something. <laughs> I I just I lost my virginity when I was more eighteen. So I would say young woman. Mm-hmm. What's the most common mistake a man makes when he's fucking you? The most common mistake a man make when he's fucking me is that he doesn't make sure I can. He would, a lot of men would just, I would say a little selfish because you guys would come and then that's it. And you got up and you put on your clothes and you move on with your life. And I just thinking, just sitting in bed, like, what about me? So I just, just be a gentleman in bed, you know, make sure she comes first. Or even when you came, just lick her pussy and make sure both of you get orgasm. Speaking of orgasms and coming, what is your trick to making a guy come? I squeeze his cock with my pussy muscles a lot, and they love it because you can see how tight my pussy is. And uh, sometimes I pull it out and I just suck on his cock. I suck on it really hard. I play with his balls. And uh, I just really dirty talk to him how, how much I want to milk his cum. What about for women? What's your trick to making a woman come? For women, it's a little bit more intimate for women. You know, you kiss her lips, you know, and you also pay a lot of attention to her clit. Clit is not. Clit playing is one of my favorite things to do to myself, so I can imagine how it is to do it to some other girls because we know exactly what we like to do. You've been in the industry for almost three years now, as you mentioned, uh, about two and a half years. What's your take on uh, relationships while working in the adult industry? Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business? I definitely find it um, difficult to um, have a romantic a dating, normal romantic relationship while you being a porn star. Um, I though I definitely refuse to date within the business though. I don't want to date my co-star because I see it as a business and when I get on set as a business it's pleasure but I do not cross the line of bringing business back to home because mm-hmm. just not to create you know that whole drama dating co-workers if that doesn't work out and stuff but I also like the dyna- dyna- dynamic the changing of you know, me dating a civilian because we're not in the same business and we can talk about more things than just about a porn business. Um, but 
that being said, it's definitely really hard to date a guy who is not in the business because he, you got to imagine it's really hard for a guy to see his girlfriend get fucked by other guys almost every day. So it's like a very open-minded understanding, guys, to be able to handle that than just having a nine-to-five job kind of girl. Because my random is, my schedule is very random. You know, I can work. I don't have a weekend. I could be out of state the next day. So it takes a guy to be very um, open-minded to be understanding that uh, for my career set and my personal. I like that answer, Cindy. That's a very good answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Cindy Starfall. Um, you always see, you know, the sexual side of me on camera. But off camera, I'm very silly. I'm very dorky. I love Minion. I love Pikachu. I'm a very into animated uh, cartoons. <laughs> I watch a lot of cartoons. And I love it. And that's just my childish side of me. In uh, Unlike American culture, when you grow up, you kind of throw away the whole cartoonish uh, figures um, because that, that was when you were young. But in Asia, we grow up and it doesn't matter how we are. We still love the animations that, that we love now. So uh, I enjoy watching cartoons. So if we go on a date, we definitely watch cartoons. <laughs> Very nice. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. In 10 words or less. So I would say I'm very uh, fun, outgoing. Um, um, but it does. I'm an innocent girl, but I can suck your dick really good in bed. So I'm a nice, cute little girl that you could... Uh, bring home to your mom but also fuck fuck you in the kitchen counters <laughs> oh cindy starfall <laughs> <laughs> as we start wrapping things up i have uh, this uh, list of uh, five questions that are pop culture oriented that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites so the first question in this set is what are five of your most favorite television shows? I really love crime-related shows. So five, the best, is uh, White Collar, Burn Notice. I love Dexter. Um, Graceland. And, uh, let's see, Nathan Tuck. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? For all-time favorite music artist is um, a Tiesto. I know, I know they're more like DJ, but it's not artist. But I consider them as artists. I, I love Tiesto, Erman Van Buren. I love Cascade. I love Foo Fighter, and uh, I love Aqua. I don't know if you know American knows about Aqua. Aqua is a group of singing. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Yes. Wow, Cindy Starfall's bringing it back to the Barbie girl. Yeah, no, I love it. It's very cartoonish, you know. And in Vietnam, we listen to a lot of uh, electronic trance music, so I listen to a lot of house music as well. Very nice. But when I, yeah, when I feature dance, I dance 
to mostly rock. Okay, cool. What are three of your most favorite films? Three of my most favorite films is, um, this is going to go old school. It would be Life is Beautiful, um, Casablanca, or The Bronze Tale. What are two foods you can't live without? Definitely Vietnamese food and sausages. <laughs> Why am I'm I not surprised? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in cock, but yeah, Vietnamese food and let's say I really love Italian food, so And what is one of your guilty pleasures? My guilty pleasure would be greasy fried food, like fried chicken, fast food, hamburgers. I love all that stuff. I can't eat it every day, but I love it. I can, that would be, if I'm going to die tomorrow, I would, I would eat anything that could kill me. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine <laughs> teeny tiny Cindy Starfall eating a giant plate of fried chicken and and cheesy fries or something like that. That's too yeah, funny. Yeah, okay, nobody could think that, but I'm a huge foodie. I mean, because of the business I'm in and I have to get naked on cameras and stuff. So I really refrain myself from eating so much. But when I'm not, I love fried chicken. Uh, I love waffle. We have this place in LA called Roscoe's. So it's like uh -huh. fried chicken waffles. I'm always the only Asian girls in there with a bunch of um, <laughs> black people, and I love it. <laughs> That's too funny. Cindy Starfall's at Roscoe's eating chicken and waffles. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, I can. I can take out. I can take out. So, so anything that's bad for you, I love it. But I just don't eat it often. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, what's next for Cindy Starfall? What can the listeners and the fans anticipate from you in the near future? I know that you mentioned a couple of convention dates and feature dates. If you want to repeat those for the listeners just to make sure that they, they jotted them down. Yes, I will be in El Paso, Texas this month in July. Next month in August, I will be in San Francisco and New Jersey in September and also an Exotica convention in um, Edison, New Jersey in November. And I can't wait to do that. But besides my normal feature dancing, conventioning, shooting porn for you guys, I have been um, trying out directing for myself. I have been starting out my Starfall production. So I'm very excited about it to get, get some of the content released. Um, so let's just say I've been working for myself, creating my own content more. Because in the end, you know, porn shooting would not always be there. But you got to have the entrepreneur spirit into the business and capitalize on your name. That's awesome. Congratulations, Cindy Starfall. I can't wait to see uh, your directorial titles. Yeah, thank you. You know, I figured if I was going to work for, I really enjoy working for myself. If I can do directing, I'd rather be directing for my own mind. I get to have my own fantasy play out by girls, and I get to book girls to fuck me and not taking them to dinner. Hell yeah, I would do it. <laughs> nice. I can't wait to see your fantasies come to life uh, on film. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. That's Super cool. And uh, for those out there that are looking into the future, into next year, should they expect you at uh, the AVN Expo in Las Vegas in January? 
Yeah, I'd love to do um, Vegas again, ABN. It's always nice to meet all my fans again in Vegas, so come. Sounds good. Uh, how can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, social networking, as well as your official website and where they can purchase some of your products? You can follow me um, on Instagram, Cindy Starfall, or on Twitter, it's also Cindy Starfall. I'm all over the place. You can be watching me on a lot of websites. But in order to get all my exclusive news and uh, products, you have to go on cindystarfall.net. But if you want to just say hi or ask for a custom video or something like that, you can send me a direct email to cindystarfall at yahoo.com. Fantastic. Well, Cindy, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in right now? I just want to say thank you so much, you guys, for all your support throughout these years. And I love being your little Asian fucked doll for you. Um, and thank you for Papi Chulo. I love being in bed with you. I loved being in bed with you, too. I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Cindy. You were fantastic and phenomenal, and the door is open for more. Whenever you want to come back, we'd love to have you on so that you can catch up with us and uh, fill you, the listeners and your fans in on what you've been up to. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait. Awesome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of In Bed with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. Cindy Starfall and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to In Bed with Bobby Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.